Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I am Brad. Thank you for being here. Isn't it a great day? Isn't it just a wonderful, beautiful day to be alive? I mean, uh, despite all the, you know, craziness going on with the Deltas and the uh, (laughs) the vaccines and all, I'm just glad that uh, you and I are able to, to, to take this time out and just drink some coffee, talk about some mindfulness, you know? What's in your cup today? What are you What are you drinking? I've uh, I hope it's good stuff. I hope you're having a nice hot cup of coffee or cold coffee, whatever whatever your preference. I've got the hot coffee today. I'm drinking Peace Coffee. This is uh, out of Minnesota, and it's their Birchwood Breakfast Blend. It's a it's a medium coffee, and it is oh so smooth. Just goes down like maple syrup. I don't know, that's a weird comparison, but it's smooth like maple syrup. Not that you would want to drink maple syrup, but it is a really great coffee. And I judge companies on their website. I don't know if it affects um, my experience of the product, but uh, I like the coffee a little bit more after I went to their website. And as I'm going through their story, I noticed they started off as a nonprofit to help farmers and then became this independent own coffee roaster in the process. And this is an excellent coffee. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at some of their blends right now and I, I have to try, I love these names, the Black Squirrel. That's their espresso blend. Uh, I'd like to see if their darker blends are, uh, are as smooth as this, as this Birchwood. So more to come on that. I will report back after my second bag of, uh, of Peace Coffee. I've been doing my uh, Wim Hof Power Breath exercises before my coffee, actually, in the mornings. Um, that's over the last few weeks that I've been trying this out. And I've noticed that I am not able to, uh, to sustain the power holds quite as long when I do that, when I sort of wake up and very quickly kind of go into the uh, the power breath. Even though I'm not able to do the breath holds as long in the morning as I do say if I do the exercise in the afternoon, I still like that effect that it has first thing in the morning. I like the going into it before the coffee because then my brain is still in that theta state. If I have coffee it, my brain will start racing, solving the world's problems, coming up with new ideas. You know, it's uh, the, the, the calculator is turned on at that point, and uh, it's kind of hard to, to slow it back down. So if I start off with this and then uh, kind of segue into meditation after my 11-minute breathing exercise, it really gets my mind and body in tune and ready for that experience. And um, the other day I did this and I started having these visuals of a water slide. And I was seeing all these people uh, sort of going down the water slide. Some of the people were, were really happy to be there at the water park on this slide. Uh, they were enjoying it and just coming down you know, just the time of their life. And other people didn't want to be there at all. You know, they were really angry and upset, but 
they would just get down the water slide all grumpy and then go back up with the other group. They just keep going down over and over again. And I wasn't on the slide. I was uh, sort of over in this uh, lounge area. Um, there were some other people there, actually. Presumably, uh, I guess, other people meditating at the same time I was. We're just sort of hanging out together in this uh, astral plane. Um, but my physical appearance had started to change. My, uh, my hair had grown back. Um, my beard was starting to get really long. I, uh, I kind of looked like DJ from the untrained eye at one point. And then this voice called out to me and said, why are you thinking about your beard? I immediately snapped back to the meditation and the water slide and, you know, watching the people happy, angry, sad, all sliding down and only just to walk right back up and start the whole thing over again. I understood why the people that liked the slide kept going down, but why the ones who were all upset and angry about it? I couldn't figure that part out. It just couldn't, uh, I, I didn't understand why these people, I wanted to help them, but I, I, I knew I wasn't supposed to, to do that. It wasn't my place. So the voice calls out again, why are you focused on the water slide? At this point, I, I started to sort of obsess over the voice. And I asked my own question. I said, who are you? And uh, the water slide is, is kind of gone at this point. You know, the lounge is gone, the people, everything. I was just sort of left with uh, this, this empty space. But I, I kept asking the question, who are you? Who are you? Over and over again. Uh, it sort of just kind of became a mantra. And, and this is the million-dollar question. And I think the answer is different for everyone, but I really don't think that the answer is the important part. The important part is I'm not alone. I think this feeling of separation is what drives some of us mad sometimes. It's one of the reasons I think humans are so violent because many are just scared and confused. And it's it's why we knowingly just destroy the planet to the point where we can't live here anymore almost. That's where it's headed. And I think it's because we think we're alone. We think we're alone and that turns us into frightened and scary animals sometimes. So um, the question goes back to who is this entity within us? For me, I call it my inner being but I, it goes by many names, higher self, the Godhead, the soul. doesn't matter what we call it, as long as we know it's there for our benefit. What I try to do is I invite my inner being to participate in my day because it knows things that I don't. And I want to yield to that power, to that knowledge. I... Uh, I let it guide me through this crazy, sometimes scary, but always beautiful life.
So we started a tradition here at the Brumley abode on Friday nights. We, we call it the movie night. And um, it, it started, I guess, back uh, last year around lockdown. We were trying to figure out creative ways to have fun that didn't involve going out, right? We wanted to stay home and, and you know, do all that thing, be safe. And um, so we came up with movie night. And I know that sounds maybe lame, but we try to make it as interesting as possible. You know, we, we all take turns picking the movie. Um, we, uh, we do, you know, Friday nights are sleepover nights. So, um, the kiddo gets to, we, we sometimes make a huge pallet in the floor and, uh, we watch whatever movie that, uh, whoever was the lucky one got to pick. Um, I have seen Frozen about a hundred times now. Uh, I never was huge into animated movies or, you know, even Disney. I didn't even know really the Disney canon before I became a father. And uh, the the last year and a half or so of Friday Night Movie Night, I have uh, gone through, you know, sort of a, an education of, of coming up to speed on a lot of the Disney movies that I had not seen. I'd never seen Little Mermaid uh, Finding Nemo, uh, none of them. I just, uh, I, I don't know. I somehow missed it. It seemed weird for me as a grown man to sit around watching animated movies, uh, that were maybe written for kids. It just seemed weird to sit down and watch those. I don't know why, but I, I gotta say, I'm glad I did. I, I, I've been missing out. Yeah. But Frozen has always been a staple here. And as far as Disney movie goes, I think this one has some really good takeaways. You know, this uh, whole concept of, of letting go. I mean, that's that's what uh, most people think of when they hear of Frozen. I, I actually think that letting go is one of the ways to increase our power in the law of attraction. One of the other podcasts I listened to, Aaron Dowdy, he likes to say the law of subtraction instead of the law of attraction because a lot of it is just unlearning things, beliefs that don't serve us. We have to leave those in the past. And um, it's, it sounds simple enough, but I there's been times in my life where I did not do that. I was still going back to those same old patterns. And I think one of the secrets to letting go of those beliefs that don't serve us anymore is to know that they're not ours. You know, that was programmed into us when we were kids. You know, the idea of whatever, fill in the blank, you know, whether it's about scarcity or abundance or, you know, you name it, it's about love or relationships, uh, positive or negative. It, um, it's not ours. You know, we, we didn't, I didn't have an idea about any of this when I incarnated on the planet. It was, it was one of those things that was taught to me. And so once you let go of that old story, you're able to then hone in on what you really do want. Another concept that I, that I love about, and I think this is in Frozen 2, I'm sort of speaking generally about the two movies, but um, I believe it was Anna in the story who says this, uh, that whenever things seem sort of bleak and their life is is really got you down, what you can do is focus on just doing the next right thing. 
Um, this is a concept I think they had in uh, the West Wing as well. You know, they were always saying, what's next? You know, what's the next thing we have to do? And um, as, as silly as it sounds, I will find myself sometimes getting overwhelmed with life, work, uh, whatever. And I just uh, slow it down and I, I remember what frozen says and they say do the next right thing you just take whatever the next step is because i'll think to myself oh gosh i'll never finish this goal i'm never going to accomplish this and it's just this mountain that seems insurmountable and little voice little anna comes to me and says brad just do the next right thing now i actually had to look this next one up because um it, it seemed a little out there but it was entertaining. Uh, Olaf is probably my favorite character of the uh, of the movie. I, I think he's kind of a Zen master. And one of the things that he says is that water has memory. And I looked it up, and, and sure enough, scientists have done studies, and they actually show that water has memory. I'll link this in the show notes so that you can know that I'm not just uh, going crazy. Yeah, but in the movie, he says that uh, the water that we drink has passed through five to seven humans or animals. Uh, that's, that's an interesting concept. I may have to explore that more and do just a complete episode about uh, water having memory. One of the takeaways that I liked from this movie, especially being a dad, is that there's this sort of underlying current of don't be afraid to be you. You know, Elsa was um, not a popular kid. I don't think she was, um, you know, captain of the drill team or anything like that. <laughs> you know, she had magical powers and was outcast, exiled. Um, people were pretty much scared of her. Um, some even threatened to have her killed. But Elsa finally realizes that there's no point in pretending to be someone she's not she realized that there's more power in standing out than fitting in. I saw a quote I loved the other day. It said, uh, why are you trying to be like everyone else? You don't even like everyone else. <laughs> so there you go. Another key takeaway is don't bottle up your emotions. Um, they, her parents, whenever they discover that Elsa has this magic power, they say, uh, conceal, don't feel, which is like the worst parenting advice on the planet. But yeah, she was told as a younger kid, like, hold back, don't, don't show your true self. And um, it's not until she really embraces her emotions that, uh, that, she, stops, that she starts being uh, this, this powerful entity that she is. Another great part of this movie is that and it's one of the few Disney movies, I feel like they're finally catching up to this, but men don't always save the day, you know? Anna's love interest in the first one, Hans, turns out to be an evil, conniving villain, and it's uh, the true love story in the film is between the sisters. Yeah, I think this is a feminist tale if there ever was one. Two strong female leads consistently supporting each other. And in fact, at the end of uh, part two... Elsa decides to crown Anna as the new queen of Arendelle. She steps down. She wants to be out in the woods, chilling with her homies, um, doing all that magic stuff. And so she lets her sister take over. And um, as, as I said before, 
I, I keep going back to Olaf. You know, he he was the guy with the big dream. You know, he wanted to he wanted to be enjoying summer all the time. Um, he loves warm hugs, always happy. I I think he does truly live in the moment. He understands the power of gratitude because it seems like all Olaf never has a bad day. Oh, and he had the great line. One of my favorite lines from Olaf is in part one where he, uh, he tells Anna that some people are worth melting for as he sat in front of the fireplace trying to help her. Um, yeah, that's, that's a beautiful sentiment. Find the people you are willing to melt for. Just make sure they're willing to melt for you too. Well, thank you for listening to me ramble today. I really appreciate that. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you like it, tell a friend. Uh, You can also share it on social media. I've been getting lots of love there. So thank you for everyone who has given me the thumbs up and the shares and all the stuff on the meads. Uh, Check the show notes. You can find all the ways to contact me on Twitter, all the places. You can send me an email at thecoffeebuzzpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, you can find all of the episodes before this one at thecoffeebuzzpodcast.com. Thanks so much, and I will talk to you next week.